Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? I got not the rest of song crumb. Gin for <laughs> now I'm, I'm falling. <laughs> you know the good times I found myself longing for change. And in the bad times I feel myself Welcome everybody to the OnlyFans Football Podcast Episode number 31, Cran The FA Cup Final Special, is that what we call it this week? What do you think? If you want If you want, if I want right. you can that. We're after singing for 40 seconds there So hopefully it all stays in um, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga Lady Gaga Shallow from the film Very, uh, a very uh, fancy pronunciation of the term Lady Gaga Lady Gaga Fernando yeah. Gago mm-hmm. um, what's, the, what's the film again? A Star is Born is that what it's called? Yeah The Shallow from A Star, a Star is Born, Born. soundtrack yeah. it's, our, it's our karaoke song actually isn't it really I'm the Bradley Cooper Man they had karaoke in uh, Workman's last night mm. um, and I was just thinking if I had Adzi here we'd sing The Shallow we actually but, you were, but you weren't there when and none we, of the lads would go up with me When we were in Amsterdam we did try and find the karaoke bar, and we, yeah. we, we weren't successful. But Cran, another edition of the podcast. This is our third last episode, by the way, if anyone listening. Um, I'm thinking, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when will it be done? Soon, <laughs> soon, we swear. Um, we're, we're hoping, we're hoping to have a few things planned post-season. Mm-hmm. A few small things planned. But um, yeah, last episode, episode number 31, as we said, definitely Cup special. Liverpool-Chelsea in the final. Um, but before we get on to a crown, we'll do the usual. How are you feeling? You're a bit hung hung over today. Yeah, I um, had a whopper night out last night. Shout out, shout out to Slim Jim. Yeah, James, brilliant gig last night. It was a sellout, mm. um, and he did a fantastic job in the workrooms again, doing doing bits. Mm. So shout out to James and Normac. Really proud of Slim. Yeah. Anyway, well, I am. Anyways, yeah. I know you are as well. You were at the gig. I was in work, unfortunately, but. Um, well, I was in the work man's watching <laughs> the gig, and I actually was working. I was I was running the cameras at the. I was mm. 
was doing a bit of the filming here and there. Something special coming from Cran soon, I mm. think, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fair play to the lads, anyways. Mm. Sell out for them. And uh, more to come. But absolutely. do you ever get those 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 nights out where you're not... Unexpected. Unexpected mm. and sort of... Yeah. What, what would you call it? It was just enjoyable. I kind of had Spontaneous. One, spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? I had one of them on Saturday night post FA Cup final. Oh, yeah? I'll get on to it. What'd you, no, what did you get up to? So, yeah. FA Cup day comes around, rolls around as it does every year. Um, I found myself crying after the FA Cup final wanting a fucking Burramarethi. A nice cold point at Burramarethi. Or Madri. Aggressive way of saying that you won the point ever. Cran, it was about 19 degrees out. It's <laughs> lovely out today as well as we record. I fucking wanted it. I just wanted it. I just wanted it, Cran. Give me what I want. I just wanted it. Where's the money, Where's Skyler? Where's the money, Skyler? Oh, shout out to Breaking Bad. What a series. We were there on the Friday night before the Shells match called Electric Circus. It's me, my sister pub. So it's... <laughs> This is what the pub's called. Electric Circus on Talbot Street. Beside the Celt. Lovely new spot. For anyone who hasn't been, do check it out because it is very nice. It's the sister pub of Mimas. But is that actually connected to Mimas? Well, it is. The, the, like, I mean, the one person owns it. Alright. Yeah. We found ourselves going down there on the Saturday night, but they only they only had bookings left cramped, so we couldn't get in. So we, we took ourselves up to the trusted Mimas, of course, and had a lock-in as well after, which was great. Um... We do really love me, Baz, this show, don't we? I mean... Oh, you do, anyway. What's me and I do, anyways? You well, do as well. Uh, well, I'm not naive to the fact that it sucks my bank account, bro. <laughs> I mean, so does most folks, to be fair. But, um... <laughs> that's where he we went, but it was really spontaneous. Like, we literally... When Liverpool won, we were like, alright, so where are we going drinking? I was like, into town straight away. And the trusted seat that is me, Baz, let us in. And kept us for a while after, as well. Kilo... Owes me a breakfast roll as well. I know he's listening, so Kilo, you still owe me that breakfast roll, me. Mm. Um, it's it's but a that, very important thing to owe someone as well. I mean, it is. Breakfast roll. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was kind of my Saturday. But we were in the electric circus on the Friday before Shells match. Shells winning 1-0 at home. To sl- uh, draw it in the end. Um, and it's a lovely bar. It's quite bougie. It was nice. It was their opening night. I got um, Putin fries. Oh, Joe just open. Yeah, it's just opened recently. Right. I got um, Putin fries. So you know Putin from uh, Toronto, Canada? Chips, gravy, corn. Oh, poutine. Co- Putin. Poutine, I think it's called. It's Putin. I've, I've been in Toronto. No, you're just calling it Putin. It's fucking Putin, man. I've been in Canada. No, Putin is that cunt at the East Wall. <laughs> <laughs> poutine is the, is the uh, delicacy gosh. in Canada. It's not, but however. Ooh, uh, how was your week other, other than that, Cran? Ah, not too bad. I think the weather's starting to get lovely again. And I, I remember starting the podcast last year and the weather being lovely. Mm. And we're sort of turning to that corner again. Mm. Another year gone by. The year anniversary of the podcast coming up soon. Mm. I was out cutting the grass there recently. Actually, a few hours ago, when I say recently. Mm. But yeah, that's what I go up to today. Mm. And yeah. We'll jump into Cran, the League of Ireland games, real quick, as we tend to do on the show, especially come to... Yeah. This part season, I'm going to sneeze. That's why I'm making faces. Um, I'll hold the elephant, elephant, elephant. If you say elephant, you don't sneeze. Um, but yeah. That's what Gandhi said, and you. Gandhi, and he said, don't back the early kickoff as yeah. well. Um, but we'll start off with Dundalk run. Dundalk 3, Bohemians 1. Um, Bows got the early lead through centre-back Kieran Kelly. Um, but were pegged back after the half-time from Patrick Hoban, Robbie Benson and Paul Doyle in the end to make it 3-1. Not a great result for Bowes, who suffered a fourth defeat this season. Um, has been the draws that's been killing him so far with seven draws. But um, Shells went up to Dundalk to the week, Cran. 
and I can only use my like first hand experience and Dundalk beat us 2-1 albeit they deserved it but I would have thought a team like Bowers would still have the capabilities to go up and get a even a draw up there they got a draw against Derry the week before um, Shamrock Rovers won Derry City nil. Dan O'Mandrew with the goal again Rovers go four points clear at the top now ahead of Derry which I, we kind of expected early on season that Rovers would get the upper hand at some stage yeah. um, a tight affair up in Tallis Stadium not much between the two sides um, Derry will be fuming I think thinking about the loss against Shells a couple of weeks ago up in Derry um, because that would have been a real chance to you know even further the lead at the time and now they're four points off so had they beaten Shells it would have been a point off so um, good result for Rovers at home Again, which we do expect them to probably go on and win the league, don't we? Mm. Shelbourne won. Dratter United nil. at Talca Park on Friday night. Um, Sean Boyd with the goal. As I said, we were in... Um, yeah, I've noticed we were a bit happy on Friday. Yeah, we were in the electric circus, as I said, on Friday before the match. Two phone cocktails crammed from six o'clock onwards. So myself and... How much is cocktail? Twelve. Mm. Not bad. So myself and Shay were flat out on the Long Island iced teas. Mm. Really nice going into the match, so Shells could have lost 4 0, we probably still would have been on a good boost, to be fair. <laughs> but the 1 0 victory for Shells is exactly what we needed and what we wanted. And I remember saying a few weeks ago about Shells and home games against the likes of Drott and Sligo, and I think we had a discussion about it when we were in Tommy O'Gara's a couple of weeks ago with Dave. And you know, Dave was obviously worried about the home form and not beating Harps and you know, um, stuff like that at home, but. It's, it was always going to be these games, the likes of Drata, the likes of Sligo, um, the likes of UCD in a couple of weeks' time, you know, teams that are around you. The Finn Harps game, a bit of an anomaly when you think about it, but um, I think Shells beating teams around them is what, exactly what they need to well, stay up. They were away in Bally Buffet, it wasn't that it? Yeah. So. Um, Finn Harps nil, UCD won in a massive result up in Donegal. Kerrigan with the goal late on for UCD. Mm. Um a mad result up there for, for Harps who find themselves on 10 points now with 15 played UCD get their first win in the season um, with 5 draws and 9 losses as well but it's a cracking result for UCD up in Donegal there a result that I definitely didn't expect that's a really bad loss it's a really bad loss for Harps especially yeah. after beating us the other week and like you look at Harps' form this season in the league they've won 2 games and they've both been against Shells home and away so it's mad when you consider that but um yeah, great result for UCD away in Donegal. The last game of the, the weekend came on Saturday evening up in Sligo. Sligo won. St. Patrick's Athletic won. It was Aidan Keane with goal in the 36th minute. Um, won all at home, at home to Pats. is isn't bad because Pats are up there as well. But there's only four points between them in the league at the minute. So it's, it's not like the Pats are running away from them. Um, it was Dara Bournes who got the goal then for Pats to make it 1-1. Um, and that was the weekend that was in the League of Ireland next week this week's game's coming so we have a game on Thursday strangely enough between uh, UCD and Rovers in the UCD Bowl mm. Bowls at home to Sligo on Friday Derry at home to Dundalk on Friday Drott at home to Harps on Friday as well and Pass at home to Shells Shells out to Inchcore there's a game week on on Monday as well but Shells at home to UCD Drott at home to Rovers Sligo at home to Derry Pats at home to Bowls and Harps at home to Dundalk and that's the week that was Cran in the league board. come on Cran Saturday what date was Saturday the, 20, the 13th the, Saturday the 14th Cran 
of yeah. May. Um, the FA Cup final, Liverpool Chelsea. I'm gonna let you lead here. I'm gonna let you take it away because really, yeah, because I feel like no, you. I'm not winding up. I'm not winding uh, up. I feel like it was a bit more harsh on you than it was me because obviously Liverpool won. But I don't so. have much to say about it. To be honest, I'm gonna let you lead. And how did you feel the game went overall for Chelsea? And was Tuchel right in some of his decisions? Was he wrong? I said decisions. Decisions really weren't there. Was he right? Was he wrong in some parts? And how do you think the game could have been different in general? To be fair, I don't think he got much wrong, Adzi, to be fair. Um Hughes couldn't break us down again, so he didn't take he didn't technically he didn't win the game again. So I'm happy with that. That we gave you as a game of football. You know? Mm-hmm. Um so that's two cup finals now that have been nil all between Liverpool and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I think we put up a good fight. I was happy with the performance, apart from maybe extra time. When I think in the second half of extra time, instead of bringing on Loftus Cheek up front, he could have stretched that Liverpool defence a bit more and brought on someone more attacking minded. Mm. Instead of bringing, I don't know what he was doing, bringing Loftus Cheek or even leave Lukaku on, you know what I mean? I, mm. I don't understand. If Werner was injured, why is he on the bench? <laughs> I was surprised with Lukaku being picked from the beginning, to be honest. I know he's been on good form, goal scoring wise, but I think. You look at some of Chelsea's best performances this season against Liverpool, <clears throat> and I'd say the best performance because we played each other four times. Um, the best performances Chelsea have had against Liverpool have had a front three of Havertz, Mount, and Pulisic. I'm fairly certain mm. in the draw at Stamford Bridge, and then the League Cup final. I thought you know Chelsea yeah. could have gotten something in the final as well. Um, well, Havertz being injured, you couldn't play him, and and Werner injured apparently as well. Mm. So. I think Lukaku was the only option. Mm. As bad as that sounds. Could he have gone with Ziyech maybe? Would Ziyech have made much of a difference? I don't think so. Because I, I feel with the front three of Mount, Havertz and Pulisic, it's very dynamic. Or even Mount, Havertz and Werner. It's very dynamic. It's very quick. You know what I mean? It's a lot of balls in behind. And, you know, I, I just thought, to be honest with you, I didn't think Lukaku suited the team. Like, it's been an ongoing problem this season with how he's... <laughs> kind of fitted in or yeah. maybe not fitted into Chelsea I, I don't really blame Lukaku for the performance I think in in some instances I think Pulisic had a lot of chances in that game that he should be more clinical with mm. I, I think there was a few times Mount pulled it back to him James was pulling it back to him and he should have at least hit the Even target chance, yeah. yeah so I, I'd have more problem with Pulisic in this game mm. as good as he was to get in those positions to, to, to take those chances he should be more clinical in my opinion mm. and with Mount as well I think there is argument there that he shouldn't be missing that penalty mm. I, think I, that's, I don't know if you're watching the kickoff or if you watch the kickoff with the True Geordie and whoever but it was Rory who said that Mount was a banker so he's definitely going to score and look at we'll talk about the penalties now in a minute penalties is something that you, you can't really you can prepare for them. You can you know, practice penalties as much as you want, but you're never going to prepare for that tension, that mm. atmosphere. There's no, there's no human way of doing that before a game, is there? So, um, I think it's it's unfortunate. Um, looking at the Liverpool side of things, Cran, because um, I feel you're a bit dejected here. I feel sorry for you, Cran. <laughs> um, I think we create enough in normal time to beat us. But if you look at the game statistically, Adzi, if you look at the game statistically, I think we put it up well enough to Liverpool. I think I, that from I a stats that from, from a stats point of view, I think it was fifty three percent possession to forty seven. 
and then you had from a shots point of view it was like 19 to 10 sort of thing so we didn't necessarily dominate the game like we we i suppose we could if we really wanted to Mm. and if we had the desirability to go on to to win the tie but Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. Do, I do think overall, though, like you, I you, think the Liverpool you, press is rigorous, though, and th- you, there's you nothing have really. Had much complaining to do if Liverpool won in normal time. That's the, the, the point I'm making. I think Liverpool had much better chances than Chelsea to win the game in normal time. I think we had a lot of very good chances now. Mm. But bear in uh, mind, we hit the post. I think three or three times. We hit the bar. Mm. Alonso hit the bar. You know, so it was a tight, tight game. And again, decided by penalties. Mm. There's nothing more, more Chelsea you can say. Well I, well, I think there is. I think we were the better side throughout the game. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Well, no, I think it's not. It's not. It's not a point of being contrary. It's a point of looking at the game. Like you're saying, there's not much between the stats. But like Liverpool had more chances. Liverpool had more possession. That if you're looking at the stats the way you're looking at them, that means statistically Liverpool probably deserved to win the game more than Chelsea. That's the point I'm making. Well, if they if they deserve to win the game, they win the game. We 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 came out Wembley with the cup like, like Chelsea lost this game. You do, you do you do re- yeah, but you do realize they still lost though. Yeah, I do realize. Like that, I feel like you're speaking in terms of like oh we drew with Liverpool and we lost on penalties. It's like no no we lost Liverpool on penalties. There's no kind of factor here. Like there's no point in factoring a nil all draw here. It was a nil all draw though. No, I know, but and and lost, and the two other games in the league. We we drew them as well, so mm. there's not much between the sides. That's my point. But there's only eighteen points between two cups between the sides. <laughs> that's all. That, that's all that's between. Yeah, the but sides on the day we can put it up to Liverpool. Yeah, like I think two. It was two that came out, out and said that the difference between us and Liverpool is Liverpool can go out and produce a performance like this the next day and do it consistently over and over mm. again. Chelsea, on the other hand, aren't consistent and they mm. don't do it. Yeah. So that's the difference. But on the day we can put a performance against City I know, and Liverpool. But, but on the day, like we, we Which we did. <laughs> yeah, but on the days we've we've come out with two cup victories against us is, is the point I'm making. Albeit on penalties, it's the point I'm making. Now that that means that's the third penalty shootout now in a row that we've beaten is um the European Super Cup with Adrian and Goal. We won that five four. It was eleven ten in the League Cup of course. And it, it was 6-5 there on Saturday. With Alisson Gold. We looked at the penalty scrum. Milner, Thiago, Firmino, Trent. The, all they're going to hear is that sorry. <laughs> Milner, Thiago, Firmino, Trent. Mane, Jota, Timikas, who got the winner. Alonso, Aspilicueta, Rhys James, Ross Barkley, Jorginho, Ziyech and Mount with the penalties for Chelsea. So as we said, three penalty shots now. Liverpool have beaten Chelsea in the Super Cup, the League Cup and the FA Cup. Um, Luis Diaz as well on the day. He got he won man of, man of the match. Um, he had umpteen chances really to be honest. He probably should have won it in normal time just with his chances alone. Um, he now has a treble already. He has the league title in Portugal, Porto um, because he played a certain amount of games. He has the League Cup that he won against Chelsea and now the FA Cup against Chelsea as well. Um Three FA Cup finals in a row now that Chelsea have lost against Arsenal in 2020, Leicester in 2021, and obviously Liverpool this season. Um, Van Dijk and Salah went off injured at one point, um, but it looks like they're all right. It looks like it's just precaution with the 
Champions League final around the corner. And there was another stellar performance from Thiago Alcantara, who wins his 30th trophy in club football. He's the fifth most awarded Spanish player behind Andreas Iniesta with 39 trophies, Gerard Piquet with 36, Xavi Hernandez with 33, and Sergio Busquets with 32. Um, yeah, and that, that's the final that was. Um, I totally enjoyed it, to be honest. It was. Uh, I think there was parts in that game, Rob, uh, where the ref wasn't very good. Okay. I, there was numerous occasions where it was definitely Thiago who you just brought up it, just, it, it reminded me of that he failed about five or six times and there was no yellow given mm-hmm. and there was also an occasion as well where Ziyech got into the penalty box and he had a chance to get to the ball and he was pushed by Keita I think it was oh Kanate Kanate yeah and I think that, 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 that could have been that wasn't a foul though that wasn't a foul in friends. I don't I, I don't know what else it was though if he was pushing like the back, it was like it coming. He wasn't really pushing; it was more of a barge. But I don't think he was getting towards. He wasn't getting towards the ball. To be fair, I think if he gives that, like he's he's kind of taking the piss. Like I don't think he could give that really. Mm. I think it was um was a Craig Parson on the day. Yeah, I referee. don't think he was very good. I don't particularly think Parson's a great referee in general. Mm. He gave one yellow card in the game, which is for Reese James. He was clearly trying to ref it in a certain way, mm. like not to ruin the game. Mm. And I understand that. But yeah, there was a few occasions where it was a bit dodgy. But mm, it was um, Costas Timikas with the winner, um, and I you know what I was really delighted for him because he's uh, he's been the deputy to um, he's been the deputy to Robertson all season, and Robertson's actually had a really fucking good season to be fair to him. But whenever Timikas has played, he's been very good. He's kind mm. of played well. He hasn't looked out of place, essentially, is what I'm saying. Well, he looked your most lively player in extra time as well. Mm, he, came he came on, on for on. Robertson, yeah. He looked, yeah. I think Robertson picked up a bit of a knock, but again, I don't think that's... I don't think that's. I don't think there's an injury there. I think it's just precaution more than anything. Um, yeah, not much else to say other than... Mount's penalty. It wasn't great. I really... I thought if I if I had a picked anyone to score for Chelsea, probably would have been Mount mm. as well. Um, yeah, is that a sixth final now? He's lost in Wembley or something like that. I think that that obviously includes. I did. I think there is a problem with bringing Aspilicueta on as well to take a penalty and him having missing it mm. as well, and him being the captain. That is mm. that is shocking in my opinion. And I have a feeling Aspilicueta missed one in the Euros as well, you know that for Spain. Yeah, he did he tends to miss them and it's the same amount. He does miss penalties. Like it's not wins. He's missed one in the Super Cup as well in the mm. past. I think he missed one to to win a penalty shootout against Spurs as well. Mm. So yeah, Mount his run up is a bit predictable and he was found out there by Allison. Mm. And there was uh, a lot there was a lot of pressure on Timacast to score the penalty and there's a great there's something actually that Alisson done throughout the penalty shoot. I don't know if you noticed this but every time um, a Chelsea player took a penalty and if he was picking out the net or if he was giving it back he would al- he would always make sure he was the player giving it to the Liverpool players I think that's a little psychological edge as well that, that he got ahead and there was a lovely picture of Firmino and Henderson kind of you know motivating Tim McCarthy and you know, really putting trust into him to score the penalty because it was after Mount had missed mm. so essentially Tim McCarthy had the penalty to score to win and that he did 6-5 on penalties in the end for Liverpool beating Chelsea in the FA Cup final 
And that's a final that was, Cran. Yeah. Are you okay? Not really. A bit upset. I know. But look at. No, it. I was dejected on Saturday about it. I still. Yeah. I still think. I think you're still a bit dejected now. It's just we. We need to win that. In my opinion, more than news. And now it's it, it it sort of looks on paper like a tough season, hmm. even though we get into the Champions League and won two trophies. It's it's not. It's the champ. Is getting into the Champions League a success for a club like Chelsea? Kind of. I don't think with the investment though. That's the point. Yeah, I was going to make. I think we need a trophy this season. So this season seems. I w- sort I w- of pointless in a way. I now. would kind of, and this. Can probably be construed as gaslighting, but again, it's not. I would probably see this season as a failure in, in terms of a Chelsea viewpoint. Um, in the sense of, you know, winning the World Cup. I said at the time, and I say now, it's a great achievement. You can't win the World Cup without winning Champions League. Um, but getting to two finals against Liverpool, um, losing both of them, kind of the whole situation with Lukaku, the situation with Abramovich, like it hasn't been a good season for Chelsea. I don't think. Mm. Well, it's been an unfortunate season as well with what happened with Tuchel and his wife and Abramovich not being the owner. So, just one of those seasons to move on now. I can't wait for it to be over. Yeah, and that we will. We'll move on now to the Premier League games real quick. A few nonsensical games, to be honest, in the Premier League. But Spurs won, Burnley nil. Um, Burnley really could have done what was up there. They're in the bottom three now. Um, Mike Jackson's men look like they're going to struggle with them. I think a game against Villa and I'm then sorry Mike Jackson <laughs> for real Harry Kane with the penalty in the 45th plus 8 minute in the first half um, why was there 8 minutes added on who knows I don't know I don't know Jeff um, it wasn't great from the referee I thought because it didn't look like a penalty to me it was a bit, a bit of a soft handball mm. but he gives it nonetheless Um and here's, here's one for you, Cran. Loris Carriers, who we probably will chat about in a few minutes to come, is the last man to save a penalty for Harry Kane. A Harry Kane penalty. Wow. The last player to save a Harry Kane penalty. West Ham 2, Man City 2. Boy, God, what a game of football this was. Jared Bowen on the score sheet twice for West Ham. Man City, I don't know if you're watching this, Cran, got very lucky. I think West Ham done more than enough to win this game to be honest I thought yeah. they were a bit unfortunate in the end. it was a great game of football um, I think that Mara's penalty he might rue missing that mm. I, I, I think Mara's has a record of doing that as well miss a penalty mm. so um, I think I think that's a mentality thing though with City because they tend to you know it's all well and good being consistent and look it's, it's won them multiple trophies so that's obviously how it works but mm. when they're put under pressure like they are now with the league and you've seen them multiple occasions in the Champions League they kind of crumble you know what I mean yeah. I'm not expecting them to crumble against Aston Villa I expect them to beat Aston Villa and I do expect Man City to win the league but I wasn't surprised in the slightest that um, Mares missed in any case. and uh, Mark Noble's last game I think he's gone off to walk for East Enders or something. Um, Leeds won Brighton won. Second confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. Roy McGrath confirmed it. Uh, Leeds won Brighton won. Danny Welbeck with the goal early on. Again, lovely goal. Towards Cooper inside out, slots it into the back of the net. And it was a stroke equaliser in the 92nd minute. I don't know if you've seen this goal. 
I did, yeah, the header. Yeah, but it was all about Gellhardt's assist, wasn't it? I was it? locked watching it, though. It was about half four in the morning. Um, it was all about Gellhardt's assist. Yeah, he did well. He sort of passed. Really, really well. He um, chips it over. Was it dunk? I think it was Cusarella. Hmm. Cusarella or dunk. Um, chips it over him, and, he's, and then just lobs it into the box. Stroke the there. Like the scenes end were class. Great though. scenes, yeah. I, think, I still think Leeds could be in trouble. Yeah. I think everything are probably safe. We'll talk about everything now. But I think Leeds could definitely still be in trouble. Watford won, Leicester five. And um, before the match started, Rob Edwards was announced as the new Watford head coach, new manager. Um, he was the head coach of Forest Green this season. Vardy with two goals, Barnes with two goals, Madison with two goals and two assists. Um, Va- Vardy's back. Mm, I was just about to say I'd probably fancied Leicester to have had a better season had Vardy and Barnes been fit more often because it feels like they struggled without them. Um, but yeah I mean I was going to say a good result for Leicester but I mean the Ballymun kick under 15s could probably do a job against Watford at the minute um, I think Ballymun kick are a gad team as well so <laughs> that shows how poor Watford are um, Aston Villa won Palace won uh, Ollie Watkins Jeffrey Schlupp on the score sheets for them nothing much to say here two teams Murray on the mid table Villa play City on the Sunday which will be the big game, the big Sunday game. Um, and yeah, we'll be looking at that. And Well, I'll be in Leopardstown, but we will be looking at it. Um, Wolves won, Norwich won. Again, a really irrelevant game. Yeah. Team Mipuki with the goals, eight Nuri with the goal for Wofford, or for Wolves, excuse me. Um, and the big game on Sunday was everything too. Brentford tree crown. I don't know yeah. if you've seen this. I did see it, yeah. What a game of football. It was a good game of football, and I feel, I feel like Frank is bottling it again, a bit. Um, I don't know what Braithwaite's doing taking down. No, uh, Tony. It was Je- like a rugby tackle. Jeopardising there, like they they probably would have went on to win that game if he doesn't do that. And now he's jeopardising their safety in the league. Calvert Lewin gets on the score sheet mm. as well. Calvert Lewin's first goal in eight months. What has he been doing? Doing fashion shoots for Vogue and being injured. Um, Richardson gets a penalty just before half time, but this all kind of happened within um, a, a Seamus Coleman OG own, own goal. Yeah. Good play by Visa. And obviously, Jared, Jared Brentway had gotten uh, sent off throughout that as well. Visa was actually really good in the game. He was very good. Mm. I like I like the three of Visa, Tony, and Mbemo, and then Ericsson in behind them. Mm. It's a very threatening. Um, it's a very threatening front four um, Fissa gets the the equaliser in the 62nd minute with a near post header I don't, what know, I don't know what Pickford was doing to be honest I'm not I know it's like Pickford but I don't know I have genuinely no idea what he's doing there really good header though mm, that was a great header Enrico Henry as well got a good mm. header um, for Brentford a free header no one marking him surprise surprise um, we have a quick look at the Premier League table right now um, City on top of 90 Liverpool Second with 86 with a game in hand. Arsenal 67 points in fifth, Spurs 68 in third. Chelsea on 70 in third, sorry, Spurs in fourth, excuse me. I still fancy Chelsea to get top four. I can't see them not getting top four, especially with the games they have left. I hope I hope Spurs finish top four though, ahead of Arsenal. I really yeah. I really don't rate this Arsenal side a whole lot. Um, obviously, they're playing Newcastle now and they have Everton on Sunday, so they could have a bearing in the relegation as well we look at the bottom three Wofford Norwich are gone Burnley in 18th and 34 Leeds in 17th and 35 Everton 16th 
on 36 Cran um, who do you think's going down <laughs> it's very hard to call hmm. I think I think Leeds will stay up well and I think Burnley will go down well I think you know what I'm looking at Burnley Burnley have two games left of course one at home one away to Villa and one at home to Newcastle Um, I think Leeds are going down yeah I think Leeds get relegated I don't think they'll beat Brentford there's a bit of a rivalry there between Thomas Frank and Leeds I can't quite put my hand on it why but there is I think everything will be safe Um, I just think by proxy the other two you know they're about Leeds so everything by proxy can Everton have had a shocking season though Mm. They have to take a long look in the mirror if they stay up. Absolutely. We move on to goal of the week. Goal of the week. I'm probably going to give it to Stroke's goal. I thought it was great play by Gellhart. Yeah. The build it. Um, yeah, I'd probably give it to Stroke. All right. I'm going to give it to Wissa. Yeah. For the backwards header. Fair. Fair show. Um, God of the week, Cran. I'm going to give my God of the week to... The Greek god that is Kostas Timikas. Um, like his forefathers, he's also a god. Now, I thought it was a lovely penalty. Um, and given the circumstances of it, you know, a young man the way he is, you know, a player who doesn't play that frequently, a lot of pressure on him, steps up, slots it into the bottom corner, puts his ears up to Chelsea, um, great shithousing, and yeah, wins the final for Liverpool. I think he deserves it this week. And all the other penalty games are fucking shite as well. Other than that, maybe Jared Bowen, but... Oh yeah, I'll give my God of the Week to Jared Bowen actually. Mm. I thought he was excellent. We'll leave a call of the week this week, man. All right. I feel like you've been true enough. Alright. Very quickly actually, who do you fancy for the league coming down to the last day? I, I think City on it. Yeah. I think Liverpool play Southampton tomorrow, um tomorrow evening, as it's been recorded, it's been recorded on a Monday night. Um and they're probably gonna be without Mohamed Salah. Robertson and Van Dijk which in the grand scheme of things you look at who will come in you know you know Jota or Firmino and you know Timikas Matip Gomez like there is numbers to come in but I do think there could be a bit of a drop off you know especially after winning the final they'll, they'll be they will have been celebrating you know there's a quick turnaround there so you, they could drop points there I don't expect them to but they could drop points against Southampton going into Sunday um Look at they have a good side, Aston Villa, and they could definitely pull something out of bag away at the Etihad. But I think, mm. I just think Man City will have too enough, and subsequently, I think Liverpool will probably win the two games they have left. But I think Man City will win their game, and as we know, they're in the driving seat, and they'll probably win the league by a point. Is what it's going to look. I like. actually think, I I think City are yeah. going to bottle it. You think? Yeah. Well, I think they're going to get a draw against Villa. Mm. I think Liverpool will win the last two to win the league. Well, that's the thing. That's all we need is for City to drop points against whether it's not mm. necessarily to lose, but you could be right. You could, and I mean, stranger things have happened as well, haven't they? Yeah, I just I think City have run out of steam. Mm. And I think it's Liverpool season. And they got a good chunk of luck against West Ham the weekend. I think other than the fact that West Ham were probably a bit complacent towards the end, you know, the own goal given away. It was as if they were trying everything they could to let Man City win with the penalty, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Man City probably just have too much in the end. Yeah. Mm. My Hall of Fame this week, Cran, to keep it FA Cup based, goes to the man that is Loris Karius. And I hear you going, why? Why Loris Karius? Loris Karius has an FA Cup medal and subsequently, I, I don't know how. <laughs> I, didn't I have even, no idea how. I thought you was at a different team. 
No, well, I mean, he's not. But look at the size of him. I have a picture of him here, just for anyone listening. He's a fucking hench now. He's after putting on a bit of muscle mass. He's looking mm. well. Um, obviously, Carrius, God help him, had an awful time after the Champions League final. And I think it's nice in a way that he's been a part of this squad to win the FA Cup. He hasn't played a minute. I think he was on the bench twice. Do you reckon he starts against Madrid? Redemption Day? Not a hope. Not a hope. I kind of hope we, we play Hughes in like some pre-season friendly and it goes to penalties and we win on penalties again so he beaches so we've had four different keepers to beaches on penalties <laughs> but that won't happen that won't happen Grant. He's, he's leaving in the summer but my, my uh, Hall of Fame this week goes to Loris Carrius FA Cup winner 2022 Cran your Hall of Fame I've given my Hall of Fame to Bruno Fernandes in Crow Park you're going to have to do a bit of explaining so basically uh, this 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 um, Twitter account called let me get it up here the United District posted rate the MUFC third kit for 2022-2023 out of 10 and then it's a picture of Bruno Fernandes in the third kit and the background is Crow Park Stadium <laughs> and everyone was going mental especially all the Irish people that knew it was Crow Park saying why why is Crow Park in the background mm. and why is Crow Park in the background and there's no explanation so I just I was nominated for my Hall of Fame mm. Absolute moment of that, madness. That's gonna be really hard to explain <laughs> in the Instagram post. But yes, Loris Carrius FA Cup winner twenty twenty two versus Bruno Fernandez in a concept Manchester United kit being modelled in Crow Park. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on now, Cran, to our Euro Trash and Euro Treasure Cran. What do you want to start with this week, baby? Um I think we'll start with treasure. Just for a bit of positivity in my life. Um, you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm been a hard week, Adzi. I'll start off with right. my old treasure, right? I'm going to go with Erling Haaland. So I don't know if you've seen, obviously he's leaving Borussia Dortmund. The yeah. Bundesliga finished this weekend. He leaves Borussia Dortmund, having scored 86 goals, gone 23 assists in 89 appearances. Um, What a, what a career he's had at Dortmund. Yeah, short um, one. A short one. But an illustrious one in any ways. I think he's had big moments as well. Do you remember the goal against PSG in the Champions League? The noise yeah. of the net. Ah, unbelievable moments for Haaland. Um, and he celebrated it by going to a, a nightclub in Dortmund wearing a full brushy Dortmund tracksuit and yeah. serving behind the bar, which resonates with me because we're barmen. So I really enjoyed that from Erling Haaland. Well, you were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I tried. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> but yeah, my uh, Hall of Fame this week, or my Hall of Fame, my Euro treasure this week goes to Erling Haaland clubbing in Dortmund. My uh, Euro treasure goes to Union Berlin mm. who have secured a Europa League place next season. It's good. With a 3-2 win over Promel or sorry over Bochum as in Bochum. Bochum. Spelled like Bochum. Promel gets a goal mm. and then Toivo Awani. Toivo Awani. <laughs> Liverpool uh, Loney, by the way. Goal in the 88 minute, as he. Mm. And that secures a 3 2 win. Yeah. And that means they go above Freiburg, who were once in the Champions League place. Mm. They drop down to sixth, get Europa League place. But yeah, crack, cracking from Union Berlin there. Yeah. And I Leip- want to get to Union Berlin, actually. Leipzig, Leverkusen, Dortmund, and Bayern Munich all in Champions League next season. My Euro trash this week, Cran. And I'm going to harken back to the old days of the Only Fans football podcast. I'm going to give it a bit of a throwback. So this week, Cran. The Faroe Islands, Cran. Why? For my Euro trash. And the reason being 
and this is what I mean by harking back to the old days. Um, Klaas, <laughs> how do I say this? Klaxvik won 6 0 away to 0 7 Vester. Vester. 0 7 Vester 0. Klaxvik 6. How the fuck am I going to say it is? Briarj Talid got two goals in the 10th minute. Actually, he got a hat trick, excuse me. In the 10th minute, the 29th minute, and 83rd minute, his first and last goal about penalties. Mickelson got a goal in the 37, not to be refused with Phil. Sabala got a goal in the 67th minute, and David Anderson got the sixth goal in the 90 plus second minute. Claxvick currently lie. Claxvick, excuse me, currently are top of the league, unbeaten. Ten games in a row they've won. Um, zero seven Vester. Guess guess what position on the table they are? Bottom seventh. <laughs> um, haven't won two games in the last five. That, that league to me feels like it's full of match, match fixing <laughs> Klack Zvik have 33 goals and have conceded one um, yeah FIFA have a look into that league Klack Zvik, Klack Zvik. Um, we'll keep an eye on the Feral League show somewhere I suppose we'll come back to it eventually yeah. <laughs> but that's that's um, my Euro trash this week goes to the Faroe Islands Premier League Klack Zvik 6 0 7 my Euro trash comes from the Serie A Fiorentina just there losing 4-1 to Sampdoria what? yeah oh, fuck. goals from Ferrari not to be a mistake <laughs> the car Quagliria uh, Quagliera Torsby Sabiri and Nicholas Gonzalez gets a consolation for uh, for Fiorentina Sampdoria down a man as well but it looks like but this all means that Fiorentina drop out of European places it looks like Roma are getting Europa League this season Mm. One game to go, one point ahead. So Fiorentina now lying in the Conference League spot, and that's them out of out of question. It looks like. Yeah. We move on, Cran, to our third last installment of the Ultimate Only Fans Premier League Eleven. Um, and this is a bit of a big one. This is the centre mid. Yeah. You you could have picked literally about twenty players here, to be honest. Um, and we've only picked five. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rattle through a few a few of the people's choices before we get into it. Um, I suppose we have the usual Jer, the United fan. You know Jer. He has <laughs> he has Fatty Lampard number five. <laughs> That's Paul Scholes number four. Kevin De Bruyne number three, and Patrick Vieira and Roy Keane are his starting midfielders. Cran. Wow. Um, no Lampard, no Gerrard. Oh, Lampard, sorry, is there no no Gerrard there, which is. Slightly surprising to me, but yeah. I mean, I suppose it is how it is. We have a few other shouts from from Ian. Of course, Ian says Lampard, Gerard, Yaya Torre, Luca Modric. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah. And Paul Scholes. Um, Dave says Kevin De Bruyne, Patrick Vieira, Roy Keane, Frank Lampard, and Stevie G. And Cottle says fair play to him. A point of five lamps. Thanks, thanks for that call. <laughs> Senan as well, just real quick, says Lampard, Gerrard, Scholes, Yaya Torre, and then he can't choose between Fabregas and David Silva. And another lad, Adam Fahey, good shells, man. You, you know Adam Fahey as well, don't you? Yeah, right? I do, yeah. Working some while ago. Yeah, Stevie G, number one, Frank Lampard, number two, the Brian Tree, Vieira, four, and John McGinn, number five. Wow. That's an awful opinion, Adam, but thank, thanks for getting in touch with us. Iniesta. Do you want to start off, Con? Yeah, so um, it was a tough one because I sort of gone for a technique gifted here. 
okay. over, you know, the leaders and the captains and stuff <laughs> like that. I think Roy Keane definitely deserves a shout Vieira. I haven't seen enough of those two, to be honest. Um, Roy Keane, Vieira, I, I can't really comment. But I have gone for my number five, who is Steven Gerrard. Five hundred appearances for Liverpool. Five hundred four, sorry, one hundred twenty goals, ninety two assists, but zero titles, Adzi, and that's why I've put him in fifth. I think if he got that that Premier League title, mm-hmm. he'd definitely be higher up the list for me. But I just think the fact that he never got over the line, not getting the title, means that I would put him in fifth. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Very good player, though. Just a quick shout before I, I name my top five. I've left the likes of, I've done my top five based on kind of. A player from each club, yeah. In, in instead of picking like like he could have picked four United players here essentially. Is what I'm saying. Same with City, mm. you know. Chelsea have crack midfielders like McAlaney, Kante. They're not in mine. Um, yeah. So just before I say that, you know, the likes of David Silva, you know, Cesc Fabregas, De Bruyne, all these players could easily be in this list, but they're not in mine. And um, my number five crown is Yaya Toure. Um, two hundred and thirty appearances in the Premier League. Um. 62 goals and 32 assists for Yaya Torre. Three Premier League titles in 2011-12, 2013-14 and 17-18. One FA Cup in 2010-2011. Just real quick for Barcelona, he won two La Ligas as well and a Champions League. And he won the AFCON in 2015. Um, that season, um, 2013-14, which, in which he won the league with City. Um, I think that's up there with one of the best individual seasons ever in the Premier League. Yeah. And you have He's to bear in mind, yeah, you have to bear in mind that season. Suarez, you know, was unbelievable for Liverpool. He had one of the best individual seasons there as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah Torre for me that season, I'll never forget him. Just he just dro- like drove past players. It was unbelievable. He was a massive man and a great player for Man City. One of, one of their legends for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, David Silva. I've gone for number four. Has he? Yep. Um, 309 appearances 90 goals for City 62 assists 4 league titles that is a fantastic record and I think he's, he, he was just impeccable for City starting year in year out for the last 6-7 years um, and I think he was a very good captain as well yeah. and he'll be missed this season I think coming down to the last day might need someone like him in the midfield yeah so yeah I've gone number 4 Cron. Patrick Vieira, um, 307 appearances for Arsenal slash Man City in the Premier League, 31 goals, 34 assists. He wasn't that kind of attacking player. He was very much like you were talking about technical ability, whatever. He, he had that in abundance, but he was a leader for Arsenal and he was a stalwart for them. And you know, he won three Premier League titles in 97, 98, um, 2001, 2002, and obviously the Invincible season 0304. And he was imperious in that season for. Um, Arsenal he won 5 FA Cups um, in 98 02 03 05 and in 2011 for Man City um, he won the Premier League FA Cup and World Cup with France all in 1998 and he won the Euros in 2000 as well and he won the PFA Player of the Year um, in 2001 as well while at Arsenal and um, I just think it shows his level you know, was the ability he had. Mm. Um, something I noticed from doing the research on the other midfielders is um, <laughs> not many midfielders get player of the year. I know De Bruyne has two in recent times, but in general, the centre mid found it tough to get player of the year. I think Kante's got it as well. 
But um, yeah, that's Patrick Vieira won Player of the Year in 2001. So he's my number four, Con. Your number three. Um, my number three. This might be a bit controversial. I've gone for Seth Fabregas. 350 appearances for both Arsenal and Chelsea in the Premier League. 50 goals, 111 assists, mm. two league titles. I just remember watching Fabregas. It was like watching butter. If that makes any sense. Makes absolutely zero sense. <laughs> it was like watching butter. Yeah. Butter in what in what but, terms? Butter, butter in a metaphysical sense. Sliding off a slice of toast crap. Yeah. Okay. It was just the way he plays football, Adzi. Yeah. So, with such finesse, such grace, and being able to pick a pass from nowhere. I think the season Mourinho got him was yeah. the season that I was baffled with how good he was because I didn't think he was that good before that. I didn't think he ever stood out at Barcelona but as soon as he went back to Chelsea after being at Arsenal I found out how good he really was and him and Costa that season were unbelievable so I've given it to Fabregas I think those two or three years he was at Chelsea win the league under Conte as well I'll never forget them because they were some great years and I think it was a time when we had lots of leaders as well something that we are lacking perhaps now I do think just to pick you up on there about standing out at Barcelona it's a bit hard to stand out at Barcelona when you're playing with Pride Messi isn't it yeah. and I think um, he's playing a false nine as well yeah and, but he actually I, I don't want to contradict you here because I don't want to be annoying you but I think one of the seasons he was playing the false nine with Messi I think he got about 25 assists mm. so I mean that just shows how good Messi is that Fabregas doesn't stand out there you know yeah, yeah good show and he was good for Arsenal he, he got out of Arsenal at the right time as well yeah um, my number three crown Paul Scholes 499 appearances 107 goals 55 assists um, he's won the Premier League 11 times fucking hell mm. the FA Cup three times and the League Cup twice and the Champions League twice as well and I'll be honest with you I remember growing up watching Paul Scholes and absolutely despising the man because he just kept winning and Liverpool didn't win any leagues but he was, he was a cracking player he was yeah. an unbelievable held down in midfield for United Um he, he was just great. I remember one Christmas, I think it was 2007, I want to say. Do you remember Premier Soccer Saturday used to be on RT? Yeah. Darren Maloney, Ray Houghton. It was uh, awful. Don't I thought it was great now, to be honest, because it came on about 7 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> and I'd watch that with my dad and uh, like we just loved Dunphy. So we'd just watch for him more than anything. And I remember Man United were playing Aston Villa this particular um, Stevens Day. And boy God, one of the best goals ever in Premier League history corner from United from the left hand from the right hand side falls to Skulls and he just volleys it in with the greatest of ease um, it was just an unbelievable goal and in the same season it was that season where they beat Chelsea in the Champions League final um, he scored against Barcelona in the semi-final yeah. um, in a game that you know he probably didn't deserve to win but they did and they went on to win Champions League and look at you see the stats goals wise assists wise you know it's still unbelievable um, but he's a serial winner and I think he's mm. just unbelievable one thing that I found interesting was he was never a player of the year and he was very rarely in PFA I think he was in PFA team of the year twice in all those times he won the league so just shows the talent that was around him but yeah that's Paul Scholes for me number three Cran you number two my number two I've gone for the exact same Paul, Paul Scholes. Scholes yeah I remember the same thing as he's just grown up and him just winning 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 at United Mm. and it was non-stop uh, whether it be Roy Keane beside him or whoever was around the time uh, Carrick as well Michael Carrick when he remember he came out of retirement yeah 
Um, yeah, Skulls came out of retirement and won the league again, I think, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. So, Kiss Gary Neville, weirdly there's, enough. There's, there's an argument for Skulls to be number one on this list. I know it, was, it came very close to picking them number one ahead of uh, whoever's coming next. I think uh, you can have your, your guess now. Yeah. Kind of thing you well, know. your number one's Lampard, but yeah. Lampard's my number two. Yeah. And Frankie Lampard, 609 appearances in the Premier League, 177 goals. And 102 assists, which spanned a career for West Ham, Chelsea and Manchester City. Um, he won the Intertoto Cup with West Ham in 1999. He's won three Premier League titles, 04-05, 05-06 and 09-10. He's won the FA Cup four times, 06-07, 08-09, 09-10 10 and 11-12. And he's won the League Cup uh, twice as well. You know, four or five or six or seven, and he's won a Champions League once, twenty twelve. That famous night in Munich. He was excellent in that um, campaign as well. And he won the Europa League in twenty thirteen. Um, what a player Frank Lampard was. Um, if he was half as good as a manager, he'd be doing really well. He'd be one of the best managers, to be honest. Um, and here's here's one thing I found incredibly interesting. He's never won a PFA Player of the Year. Yeah. which I think is mental considering all the things he's won second to goals assists it's mental second um, to Ronaldinho and the Ballon d'Or though. Mm, and yeah just a cracking player all, all round um, yeah that's all I'd say about Lampard I'm sure you have more to say about yeah um, I just I I remember Lampard being incredible in every game he played in to be honest and I think that's what's so good about this era of, of midfielders uh, Skulls Lampard Gerrard they all offered the same consistency in every game. And I feel like when I'm watching Chelsea now and I'm looking at the midfield and I'm looking at Kovacic, Jorginho, it's every second game they're muck or every third game they're rubbish. And I just never remember a performance from Lampard where he was bad. I think that's something that we are desperately missing now. A consistent midfielder. Even when Ramirez was playing beside him, he'd offered something. You know what I mean? He was very underrated. Um, same with Makalele. But I think for Lampard, it was his goal-scoring ability that, that put him apart from everyone else in, in his uh, field. He, he had the ability to get into the box and to score goals, and important goals as well, goals to win your leagues, the Champions League as well. I just remember that. I know, I know Lampard's not known for his passing, but I remember that assist for the Ramirez goal, for the chip. It was, yeah, it was an yeah. incredible pass. And yeah, underrated part of his game as well, as well as the ability to get in the box. But yeah, Lampard's my number one. Yeah. Your number one, Auntie. Um, you probably no surprise, considering you have Lampard, Chelsea number one. I have Gerrard number one for Liverpool. Mm. Um, the only thing he hasn't won in his career, club-wise, was the Premier League, which is fucking mad. He's won two FA Cups, 0-1 and 0-6, of course, the Gerrard final against West Ham. Mm. In um, Cardiff, he's won three League Cups. And I won against United, or three against Birmingham, and 2012 against Cardiff. He's won the Champions League, 2005. I don't have to say much more about that. That was the Stephen Jarrett final. He's won the UEFA Cup as well. He scored two goals in that game. It was about six three against Cadiz, I think it was, in Spain or something mad like that. And he's won the Super Cup in all one as well. We talked about individuality and kind of being technical, or whatever. 504 appearances, as you said, 120 goals, 92 assists, and I think. Just to compare him to Lampard and Skulls, the teams Gerard kind of dealt with were much not nowhere near as good as, especially that Chelsea team with Mourinho, with the likes of Makélélé and yeah. obviously Skulls with Kane. You know, mm. 
just these teams were unbelievable and I think just speaking individually Gerard has been in the PFA team of the year eight times and that's the most of any player ever in Premier League history which I think speaks volumes about the man himself speaks volumes about how good he was um, and unlike Lampard and Scholes he won the PFA player of the year in 2006 and he won for football of the year in 05 as well um, he really was the term captain leader legend I think really comes from Stevie G because he was unbelievable he was really unbelievable he tried his best to tarnish his his, uh, his feel to the Liverpool fans by going to Rangers but obviously he's not there anymore um, he was just he's probably the best Liverpool player ever and subsequently I think he's the best central midfielder ever to play in the Premier League and that's my top 5 Yaya Torre number 5 it's biting my tongue there Fiera 4 <laughs> Skulls 3 Lampard 2 and Gerrard number 1 do you want to run through your top 5? my top 5 yeah my number 5 Stephen Gerrard um, David Silva number 4 Fabregas number 3 Skulls 2 and Lampard 1 and a few honourable mentions as well I'd like to shout out Vieira yeah, yeah, Makalele, yeah, yeah, um, Kante as well. Someone who didn't even make the top five mm. and has been excellent in this decade. He's won PFA Player of the Year twice as well. Yeah, with lesser chance. I feel like I will be putting Kante in this in a future day. Yeah, but it it is a case of he hasn't really been good this season, so so I've took the gloss off him. But, yeah, um, yeah, won the World Cup Kante as well. Kante would probably go into an all time eleven. In the world, but that's that, Adzi. That's that. Another episode in the books, Grant. A, a tough one to get through, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think you felt that there, but there's not long, not, not many episodes left for us, unfortunately. So, as always, we appreciate all the love and support. Be sure to follow our Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and am I missing something there? Be real. Be real. Go <laughs> 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 for Cran on Be Real. Um, yeah, thanks for all the love and support. And we'll hear from you soon. Please go. We'll leave it there. So. We'll leave it there. So.